the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Glad to have you joining us this week. I'm Ben, here with Danny, and we're glad you are joining us for a little bit of conversation today. Danny, how are things out in the mountain time zone? Hey, Ben, we are uh, doing well. Yeah, man, we're starting to see some some fall colorage up on the mountain. So the aspen trees are quite beautiful this time of the year. In fact, we're having senior pictures made out there for uh, my oldest son. Here in about a week, great time of the year, low 60s in the morning, or excuse me, throughout the day. So, you know, we're going to enjoy it because this will go very quickly out in the old mountain west. The the white stuff will start falling here uh, a little quicker than I want it to, but it's a great, great time. Listen, the end of September through October is a great four or five week stretch uh, that's just really tough to beat. It is a great time of the year you got, you got football going on you got cool evenings you've got all the school stuff happening it's just a, a great great season you know something else that's great is our sponsor for this podcast danny why don't you tell them about central baptist college yeah central baptist college has been a great friend of the podcast and we're so thankful for uh, their sponsorship we encourage you to go take a look at their website cbc can answer any questions that you have maybe you're looking to start a degree uh, whether that's in ministry or uh, Ben, we've talked about it before. They've got such a multitude of different degrees um, in various walks of life, and they will equip you uh, to be a Christ follower in those uh, different walks of life. So go find a degree program. Maybe you started one, haven't completed it. The PACE degree program is a great way to finish your degree. They've got a way that you can uh, accelerate that. So cbc.edu, um, you can talk to an enrollment counselor, find more information, and uh, you can find a college that can really support your values and your goals. And so we're thankful for Central Baptist College. And, you know, Ben, as we as we think about this time of the year, one of the things that seems to be heating up a little bit um, are things like, you know, politics. Now, we've talked politics before, so we're not going to talk politics again necessarily uh, especially from a national perspective, but I don't know about what's happening in Conway, but if you drive around Casper, Wyoming, you're going to see a lot of signs for people running for the school board, uh, for county commission, for city council, and, you know, a lot of hot topic issues tend to start hitting the opinion section of the newspaper. If you still have one of those, uh, perhaps social media feeds are starting to fill up with things and and, uh, you know, sometimes as chair two leaders, uh, maybe we're in a church situation where that stuff's never talked about. Maybe we're in a church situation where that's all that's talked about. But, uh, you know, I wonder um, this time of the year, people start asking different questions. They start formulating different ideas. How do we speak well into a public square opinion or situation um, that, that we're not always sure where that line is. For example, I'll give this illustration. We all know the pastor who takes a stand on everything, right? And obviously we know there's convictions. We know that there are things we stand on, 
but I mean that in the most unhealthy way. They're just constantly shredding some type of local initiative, endeavor, the community itself. It's not a good look. It's not even healthy biblically or spiritually. So we don't want to be that guy. But we also know there are times that we can't just sit on the sidelines. So maybe we could toss around this idea that as a chair two leader, maybe you've got connections at the school because you go visit kids in the, you know, at lunchtime. Maybe there's you know connections with uh, volunteer opportunities. How do we how do we speak biblically, prophetically, encouraging uh, in these type of situations? It is a challenge this day and age because some, there's a fine line between how much is too much. I think um, you know we as Americans we we love the freedom of speech that we have. But as Christians, we, we have an obligation to use it and to steward it wisely. And we've got to weigh the factor of, do I want to overexpose my influence in one area for the sake of this cause? And, and I'll just start at the outset and say, there are some causes and there are some stances, there are some issues that are worth risking it all. There are just some going to be some of those places that we have to just kind of draw a line in the sand. But we've got to be careful because every issue isn't one of those draw the line in the sand type issue. You know, we all have seen those guys who it seems like they've got a editorial uh, column every week in the newspaper over some issue or there's something. Or they're just trying to make a name for themselves by constantly either stirring stuff up or making sure their opinion is promoted and advertised and out there. I don't know where everyone should land. And and probably what I would say is you're going to have to make this decision for yourself, but I think you need to think through it because there are some issues that really um, you have to stand on, but we don't all have to be just belligerent with it. We're dealing with somewhat of a local issue uh, with our school board. those who have kids in the public schools, they're, they're dealing with some issues on dealing with the transgender issue and some bathrooms and overnight stays and how they're going to handle that. And there's some upset people in our community on both sides. And rightfully so. I think this is one of those issues that Christians are going to have to take a stand and stand up for what is right and true and be brave, not afraid to speak the truth, the challenge comes so many times when we start to speak in the, to these areas, we never temper the truth with grace. And so we've got to be careful that we we temper that truth with grace, with care, with concern, and not come across in, in a caustic type of attitude or conversation that just further ostracizes people because that's not the goal. The goal is not to shun people, to send them away, to draw a line so they don't cross over into our area, but to win them to truth, to win them to right. And so if we're constantly arguing and we're argumentative in the way we present our present our views with these things, we may do more harm than the good we are attempting to accomplish. Yeah, I would totally, uh, totally agree with that. I was, as you're talking, I sort of was categorizing in my mind, uh, just like you were saying, some real life issues that you're dealing with in your community. Things, of course, many communities are dealing with. Uh, you know, we even read of a a, a pastor um, out on the West Coast that kind of did a very open letter type thing to an elected official. Like again, where does that look like? So I kind of categorized it and. Uh, 
our, I think our Central Baptist College sponsor, especially our former professor who's now with the Lord, Dr. Thomas, would be proud of what I'm about to say. But uh, I think there's three P's, Ben. Uh, one is, and you mentioned it, that purpose, right? What is our purpose for speaking out, right? You know, I think that is something that we need to think through is that if I'm going to step in this situation, whether it's a school board issue, um, a public service issue, um, some type of just general issue here, what is going to be my purpose? Am I trying to sound like I'm the smartest guy in the room? Am I trying to just sound like the belligerent, let's argue for argument's sake? Or are we simply really trying to be a gospel witness in that public square situation? So I think as we think through purpose, we, we have to relate this back to what is a prophetic witness? What is a prophetic voice? There's a, there's a pattern right in the Old Testament of these prophets coming to God's people. And I think that's a, uh, another part of this is that we often want to be a prophetic witness in the community without being a prophetic witness in our home, without being a prophetic witness in our church. And so I, I think sometimes there's this uneven, unbalanced approach to trying to be a prophetic witness in the uh, public square because we want to point out the flaws of our school board without dealing with stuff within um, the very um, uh, public nature of God's people at a church. So purpose, propheticness, and we can unpack these or move on from them. But the last, and this is going to sound a little silly, I think, but uh, I think personality has a lot to deal with it. Uh, person personality is probably going to dictate a lot how you engage uh, in a public square situation where you've got to say something, or maybe you don't say something. Bill, we've talked about, uh, you know, uh, guys that are belligerent, guys that are, you know, just they've got an editorial ready to go. I think we have to kind of know ourselves a little bit, know how God has equipped us to say, I'm not shying away from speaking into the public square. I may just not do it the way, you know, this other pastor does it, you know? And so I think, Understanding purpose, understanding prophetic witness, and understanding personality is is a grid that we can use to know how to best speak up when we need to speak up. You're right on that, and that personality will go into how you do it, when you do it, and and really you just need to be sensitive to that and kind of know yourself. I mean, there is such a thing as having that holy discontent that you're just, you can't stand anymore, not because you're just discontent, but because it goes against God's word, God's teaching. And that is a good measuring device to see, hey, is this a something I need to respond to? But instead of that holy discontent, I think a lot of people just come across as discontents. And they are just upset about anything that comes along. So make sure you're balancing against that. The It's not just my opinion. It's not just my preference. But it is goes against the holy word of God and God's uh, plans and purposes for the world. And it's contrary to what he says. Then you have something to stand on. And, and that's a thing worth, you know, going to the mat for. I would say also, especially, you know, maybe a, if you want another P, here's a practical application of it for those who were in the second chair. If you're going to be making some kind of public statement at a, local city council, a board meeting, um, that you're taking a stand as a representative of the church. Like I'm, you know, you go in and say, Hey, I'm at this meeting. I am John Doe. I am a student pastor at this church. 
your senior pastor, your lead pastor, whoever you uh, report to, should know you're going to do that beforehand. They don't need to get surprised by, hey, he's in the news and he's on the front page of the newspaper having made a statement on behalf of the church this week. So you need to talk through that with your supervisor before you go public with that. Um, just so they don't get surprised, to get some counsel, to get some advice, to uh, maybe help you cool your jets if you need to, but also to give you uh, boldness where it's needed. So don't just go it alone, especially if you're in that chair two spot. Make sure those around you help you um, refine what you're going to say. And also your senior leadership needs to know you're going to do that so they don't get the shock and get the call the next day. Well, did you know he said this on behalf of the church? So it needs to make sure you run it through those channels uh, around you. And they can help you, and they can also provide some protection for you and say, hey, you may want to just let that sit a little bit before you go public with that. So I, I think that's a good stop uh, gap for you and maybe a guard to protect you because sometimes we can just get emotional and we can respond in ways that we wouldn't otherwise and probably shouldn't respond. So use those people around you for that, especially if you're in that chair too, so that they know, hey, I'm going to go speak to this and can can be that help. Yeah, that's absolutely for sure. I think having that, uh, that relationship with uh, other members of your staff, your senior pastor, just your church in general, because again, purpose behind all this is that we want to be able to share um, the love and the goodness of God, certainly uh, calling people to that uh, understanding of the gospel. And so, uh, yeah, there's, there's a way to do it poorly. And I think it's our default way to do it. And you mentioned it, right? It's getting emotional about things. Um, it, it's not taking a moment to just take a breath, think through it, process through it, whatever we want to use. Now, then there's some that would say, well, uh, that's being wimpy or your, you know, your desire to be well-spoken is going to cloud your uh, convictions or uh, your, your desire to be winsome, so to speak, is going to get in the way of you uh, really prophetic voice. So can you be um, gentle and winsome, but also prophetic? Can those two things go together or do we need to make that distinction? I think, because I think I struggle with that. Like, when do I need to be a little more bold than not? And, and that's why I kind of mentioned personality is like, when do I need to, yeah. When do those two things not coexist? Yeah. I think you, um, you're trading on, thin ice right there because you used the trigger word of winsome and but there I, is that, I did that i, did that. <laughs> I so, know you did it on purpose uh, <laughs> but we do i mean i think that's where the having grace comes in we we want to be full of grace and we've said it before if you're all truth it just flows over so in, easily into legalism and it's just harshness and that's not what we're supposed to be about um you know common characteristic of what Christians are supposed to be known for is their gentleness. And yes, there are times we have to be bold, but boldness and, and harshness at times is necessary. But that shouldn't be the only thing we're known for. And if that's the only characteristic we have, that boldness, that harshness, 
we have to look and say, am I really balancing this with the gentleness that Scripture commands us to have and commends toward us and how we relate to others? Speaking of gentleness, you know, I, I was teaching this last weekend in the book of James. And it says, you know, here's the things you should know and the characteristics he lists there. Um, when you have wisdom from above, it leads to purity, to peaceableness, to gentleness, reasonableness, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, sincere. It doesn't mention anywhere boldness, directness. I, I think there are times that those things absolutely apply, but we should be marked by the gentleness of the Spirit. That's a fruit of the Spirit, is gentleness. Now also, when you compare and you look in Acts, the first church, they what did they pray for? They prayed for boldness. They prayed for boldness to, to speak the truth, to proclaim the gospel. And so I think sometimes we seek boldness, but in areas we're not called to be bold as ministers of the gospel. We're supposed to be bold in our presentation and our proclamation of the gospel, not in our defense of a national constitution, if you will. So I think we have conflated the two, and we really need to come back and make sure we do have that proper balance in our lives and in our approach in the culture. Yeah, I, 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 right there with you. I do need to clarify. Are you saying the Constitution is not inspired by? Okay, we we won't pursue that. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think that uh, remembering uh, these God given gifts, right? That through His Spirit, He's developing within us, making us more like Christ. There were times that Christ was very bold. Uh, but he he always had that compassion with his convictions. And I think that's important for us to remember um, and, and try to bring to the table. I mean, again, uh, you know, there are times people will go to the table from all different walks of life and, and vastly different worldviews. But because they agree on a few core things, they can get along where I think Christians can bring to the table this this conviction somehow wrapped in compassion. We don't have to. You know, there there certainly is something to be said about the um, church as an army. There's something to be said about a church victorious, triumphant. Um, but I think there's something to be said, too, about a church that is gentle and lowly and loving and caring without sacrificing um, what is true and what is right. Um, and, and that this... This probably opens up a larger can of words that really we need to we need to start defining what we mean by uh, a prophetic witness again. I mean, I think we've taken that to mean something that maybe is not always the case that it needs to be uh, that it needs to be. I, I have this image in my mind of, uh, you know, a pastor on a corner preaching. Is there anything wrong with that? No. And it's. There are people gifted to do that? Maybe so. But however, to use that exclusively to say that if you're not doing it like that, then you are doing it wrong. I think these are some of the issues we're starting to find. Um, and so this chair two leaders, and Ben, you mentioned it, right? Let's make sure, first of all, we're on the same page with our church, our pastor, our staff. But let's also make sure we're doing it in such a way that purpose behind it is I want to be a, I want to have a clarion call of the gospel in everything that I'm doing. Yeah, and I think in 
the New Testament, when you see Jesus, you know, go through and cleanse the temple when he speaks bold, he's very rarely I don't know that he's ever doing it in relationship to the political or geopolitical issues. It has to do with spiritual issues when you see him riled up, if you will. So we need to make sure we're getting upset about the right things. There are things we need to speak to. There are things in the culture we need to speak to. and We need to speak directly and we don't need to mince words. But we need to make sure we're doing it for the right things. And so that comes in every culture, in every situation, and even I think it could go, you know, local place to local place. It's maybe a little different how you need to speak out about certain things and how strongly in that area because some things are an issue in some places that aren't issues in other places. And we just need to be wise about how we speak, where we speak, and make sure we are staying consistent with Scripture, that we're speaking um, in a right way with the right heart and the right attitude to represent Christ well. Yeah, I think that's well said, and I think that's... uh... It's just, again, those things that we need to just process through, think through, be reminded of, because it is, it, it is, we, we live in a hot topic day and age. What is the news of the day? What's the hot topic of the day? Why this, if we don't deal with this now, everything will be irrevocably changed. Well, you know what? Probably not. Take a breath, process through biblically what this means, you know, take a stand and just do it in a way that uh, is going to honor God. And it's going to make the gospel clear. So, Ben, cancel your plans for, uh, you know, any uh, malcontent, discontent activities there on your part there in the city elections coming up in a couple of weeks. Yes, I will uh, put away my sandwich boards and my picket signs that I had prepared. That's right. And I will, That's right. I will just now, stay here. If you do a sandwich board, uh, you know, you could there's a lot you could write on there. What would you write on the sandwich board? I'm just curious. <laughs> Caution to the wind. What's your message on a sandwich board? You know, I don't know if it's a sandwich board. I, it better have the price and you better have some kind of either a French dip sandwich or a hoagie of some sort. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. <laughs> now, now that we're mentioning literal sandwiches, I've realized I've not eaten lunch prior to this podcast. <laughs> well, go get you some lunch. Thanks for listening in to Chair Two Leaders this week. Hope you have a great lunch or a great sandwich or whatever meal's coming up whenever you're listening to this. Make sure you like and share wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps other people find it. Have a great <laughs> week, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.